I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. And I'm Kelly Kleiman. And we're the Dueling Critics. Welcome to our weekly podcast of reviews and news about Chicago theater. And this week we're talking about Coraline at City Lit Theater, being presented by Black Button Eyes Productions. This is the Midwest premiere of a musical based on Neil Gaiman's fantasy novel about a girl who is living in a flat in London, feeling bored and neglected, and discovers, as is traditional in fantasies, a secret door which leads her into a parallel universe in which she is paid attention to and made much of. Of course, nothing is ever as good as it appears to be, and it soon turns out that the creature who refers to herself as Coraline's other mother is a witch, and is desperately trying to keep Coraline's soul and prevent her from going back to her boring everyday life where people call her Caroline, even though her name is Coraline. This is a musical with enormously interesting music, and this is the Midwest premiere. Jonathan, I know you don't have any children, I don't have any children. Is this worth seeing? It struck me as in many ways childlike, but not something that you should necessarily take children to see. Actually, I had the same response. I thought, (laughs) I'm scared. I'm not sure I would take a child. And to be fair, the producers and directors say this is not children's theater. This show was not my cup of tea. Frankly, it didn't greatly interest me. And I think it's a combination of the story itself and the familiarity of some of the story elements. And maybe I missed something along the way. Why is it that the witch wants Coraline's soul. What does she get out of it? I have no idea. But the truth is, I didn't care. Unlike you, I found the elements of the story that were familiar, archetypal and mythic, and the performances are so terrific. In particular, Kevin Webb, the actor who plays the cat, is so terrific that he is almost equally persuasive when he's not speaking in the real world as when he is speaking in the mirror world. Well, the performance that was the standout for me was Ryan Lanning playing Other Mother. Two of the female roles are played by men, and Kelly, this that's usually a big turnoff for you. And uh, I'm wondering what your reaction was this time. Ryan Lanning was, gave an extraordinary performance, not because he was in drag, but because he was so fully totally invested in the character. Absolutely, and you're right that ordinarily drag performance annoys me, but in this case it didn't seem like drag. It seemed like a statement that other mother is not a human being, and you're absolutely right that Ryan Lanning singing, particularly in the final scene, with a very difficult song that can only be described as an aria, it's the musical equivalent of that scene in The Wizard of Oz where the witch melts. (laughs) The number you're referring to is one of the few, let's call it, set pieces in the show. And in fact, the character of Other Mother has two of these set pieces. The one where the character finally disappears at the end called Falling, which requires precise control of a falsetto voice, and Lanning is terrific in it. And earlier, when Coraline first crosses through the magic door to the world of the Other Mother, she sings a lullaby, which is A beautiful melody and very seductive as it's intended to be, but also threatening to literally put out Coraline's eyes and replace them with button eyes, which everyone in this 
parallel universe seems to have. Most of the other songs are just snatches of songs without strong beginnings, certainly without strong endings, not typical musical theater songs at all. I thought actually that they were quite wonderful. Stephen Merritt and D David Greenspan, who are the authors of this piece, have put together a completely integrated musical. This is a 90-minute, not-quite-sung-through musical in which there are really no opportunities for the audience to stop the show and applaud. Director Ed Rutherford manages all of the complicated elements of this show extremely well so that when the audience comes in, it appears that you're in an attic. And sure enough, Coraline comes in and takes off dust cloths and reveals that the actors are already seated in place, ready to be her toys who sing and dance around her, the crazy upstairs neighbor who has a mouse circus, or the crazy downstairs neighbors who are a pair of retired vaudevillians who talk about how miserable it is no longer to be superstars. The musical accompaniment is provided by a solo piano, though at various points in the show, everyone in the cast also plays toy pianos or a variety of other toy instruments. Nick Sula, the musical director, and Ed Rutherford, the stage director, they are veterans of the Chicago off-loop theater scene, and their work is very, very good. But as I said, this show just isn't my cup of tea. I do want to mention... I'm not sure whether these are attributable to the props designer, Rocky Kalecki, or the costume designer, Beth Lasky-Miller, but the black buttons that serve as the eyes of the people in the mirror world are the creepiest costume slash prop element I have ever seen without doing anything more, simply having people put on glasses that have enormous black buttons in them is just terrifying. So I felt myself, like Coraline, a little intimidated by the environment I was in. A split decision because Jonathan has no taste. Coraline continues through September 6th at City Lit Theater in the Edgewater neighborhood. Produced by Black Button Eye Production. And Jonathan, I understand that you have a pick for us. I cannot let the occasion pass without commenting on All Our Tragic, presented by the hypocrites and playing through October 5th at The Den on Milwaukee Avenue in the Bucktown neighborhood. This is the latest creation of auteurist director Sean Graney. I am of two minds about Graney's work. I have enjoyed almost all of the productions of his I have seen as theatrical spectacles. But at the same time, at a higher level, at a conceptual level, I've taken strong exception with his approach to the classics. And I find myself facing the same dichotomy with All Our Tragic, which is Graney's mashup of the 32 surviving plays of Sophocles, Euripides, and Aeschylus. Collectively, the three of them wrote something like 200 plays but only these 32 survive. Graney has spent two years researching these plays, and he has combined all of them into nine hours of theater presented in four parts. In terms of being a theatrical spectacle, all our tragic is fascinating. I saw all four parts in a marathon straight through, and I was not bored for a moment. He has a very large company, 22 or 23 actors. He obviously is an excellent collaborative director with his actors, with his designers, with his musicians, all of which makes it a strong piece of storytelling in the manner of the organic theater company of yore or of the House Theater of Chicago today. But these 
eight the plays of Aeschylus, Euripides, and Sophocles. All of the Greek plays were based on known and pre-existing mythology, and the plays are based on that, and each playwright retells the stories. Most of the mythology of these surviving plays is about the cursed house of Atreus and the cursed house of Cadmus. Collectively, this includes Oedipus and Jocasta and Agamemnon and Menelaus and uh, Electra and Orestes and so forth. So Graney has mashed them up and said, everybody is related, if not by blood, by marriage. And all of these plays took place in a period of approximately 75 years. And it is, in fact, a family history. He's cut out the Greek chorus, cut out every reference to the Greek gods. And, of course, there's very little of the original language of Sophocles, Aeschylus, or Euripides left. What there is is a great deal of grainy and strong storytelling, but the ethical, the moral, the spiritual context of these plays, the philosophy is completely gone. And what you're left with is the storytelling of the mythology. Graney has played fast and loose by taking the legend, the myth of the Seven Sisters, and making the Seven Sisters Clytemnestra, Medea, Helen of Troy, and so forth, who were not the Seven Sisters. So this is a this is a fudge. This is a dodge to make everybody interrelated. I wish with his talent, with his skill, with his vision, that Sean Graney would take any one or two of these great plays, Oedipus, take Medea, whatever, and harness his skills to presenting the play as written by the playwright for the purpose of illuminating the moral and ethical and spiritual issues that the playwright wants to convey rather than what Sean Graney wants to read into them. All Our Tragic, nonetheless, is a quite stunning piece of theater that is going to hold your attention. The first part is dedicated to the stories of Hercules, who of course is now a superhero movie figure. So Graney lets this episode be heavily comic. And then as he gets into the more serious myths, the sacrifice of Iphigenia, the history of Oedipus, the, or the Oresteia, all our tragic becomes more serious, more solemn, and I confess from moment to moment, very moving. So all our tragic, go see one part, go see two parts. You like it? or you love it, or you're someplace in between like me. All Our Tragic, presented by the hypocrites, runs at The Den through October 5th. The Dueling Critics Podcast is a production of Miracle Podcasts. Remember, if it's a good podcast, it's a miracle. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or go to duelingcritics.net and click subscribe by email to have us delivered to your mailbox hot and fresh every Friday morning. You can also listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter at Dueling Critters, and like us on Facebook. Most important, you can hear us on alternate Sundays at 8 o'clock in the morning at 90.9 FM WDCB, where we are regular contributors to the arts section. I'm Kelly Kleiman. And you can read Kelly's work at HuffingtonPost.com and at ChicagoNow.com slash The Nonprofiteer. I'm Jonathan Abarbanel. And you can read Jonathan at WindyCityTimes.com, TheaterMania.com, and Footlights.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.